That was pretty close. Yeah. I uh, I did our, our intro and our outro at the same time, and I tried to time them up because sometimes I'll try, and it'll sound like it'll, it'll sound like they're layered on top of each other pretty well. But I just decided to go for it, and it, it kind of worked out. I've heard some better ones, though. Yeah. Well, let's kick into our bear fact. Um, I got two of them on the same topic. Um, pick a number one or two, Brent. Two. All right. Well, we'll change bear facts. I know. Do number one. Oh, it's fine. 1985, a black bear found and ate $15 million worth of cocaine. There was probably about a five-minute window before he died, and he was the most dangerous apex predator on the continent. I've definitely heard of that before, and yeah, he probably was. And then He ate how much? $15 million worth. Worth of cocaine. Yes. Then there's another bear. This one's kind of famous. Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar was a nickname given to a 175-pound black bear that died from a drug overdose after he consumed about half of his own weight in cocaine. The bear was later stuffed and now is in a tourist attraction in Kentucky. He currently has a note hanging around his neck and his warning, don't do drugs. There's a bear in a museum that overdosed on cocaine. That ate almost his entire body weight in cocaine. Half his body weight. Half so his body he, weight. He ate about 85, 90 pounds. No, that would be like 900 pounds. 175 pound black bear. Oh, 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 oh. That's still a lot of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's a lot of cocaine. That's more than the other bear. I mean, think about it. 90 pounds of cocaine? So, I'm just trying that's to... so much money. Unless he just straight up ate it, which that's the most logical thought. Do you think he tried to... He did, like, in the process of eating it, he probably de- snorted it. What a guy. It got super high. And so now he's in a museum. Yes. Good for him. I'd like to be in a museum someday. There's a part of Actually, it. maybe not. Never mind. What? There's a thing that says, Chi-Chi, a giant red panda, was sexually attracted to humans and refused mating with other giant... Let's move on. Um... What was the other one where you a guy put cocaine in teddy bears? Oh, yeah. Um, I already clicked off the tab. Oh, that's okay. There was a guy that was arrested in Jacksonville for delivering his cocaine in teddy bears. Goober. I mean, like, you pick up that teddy bear full of cocaine, it's just got to be a little bit solid. Solid, but also heavier? Yeah. You would think. I mean, uh, now, now that I'm thinking about it, you ever seen that movie, American, what was it called? It was a Tom Cruise movie where he, um, was a, it was a true story. Oh, um, oh, the, the war one? No, not, not war. He was, he was a guy in the late seventies, early eighties who. Days and Confused? No, he was, he was running coke from South America to the United States. American made. That's what it's called. American made. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I saw that movie. It was a good movie. And he did the same thing. They put cocaine inside of teddy bears. And he he would like, he was a pilot. And he would fly over the drop zone and they would just dump it. Done that about a million times in GTA and so have you. Well, yeah. So that's GTA. Um, it's real life, bro. It's real life. Um, but you know, um, Tom Cruise did the exact same thing. And he, he should probably go to jail at some point for, you know. Trafficking drugs in the United States. Did you hear Tom Hanks got out of jail? Tom Hanks was in jail? No. But you said he was in jail. No, I said he got out of jail or he, like, he's out of jail. What did he go to jail for? 
He didn't go to jail. He's out of jail. I, mean, I didn't say. I didn't mean to say he got out of jail. He's out of jail. You want a hamburger? Sure. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't. He didn't do it. Oh, with no blueberries. He's like, yeah, I can't get a hamburger and no blueberries. He's like, you want? Why would you want blueberries? He said, no, I don't want any blueberries. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, you got some funny or interesting. I don't know. You wouldn't tell me what it's about. Yeah, I pulled something up. I just had this idea before we started because I wanted to see something. Because I know we were, we were talking about GTA a second ago, and I know that it is the highest grossing single piece of media that's ever existed. More than a movie or a song, it has made more money than anything. More than any Star Wars movie, an E.T., a Titanic, Avatar, GTA has made more money. And so I decided I wanted to see the highest grossing media franchises of all time. And what do you think number one highest grossing media franchise? What? Is this American? Just worldwide. I kind of want to say TikTok, but it's not TikTok. No, no. Well, when I say media, I just mean, um, like the franchise, like a, like a media franchise. I mean, like Ubisoft. No, I mean like an actual IP. I mean, uh, a Mario game or a movie or a song, but there's not franchises of songs, so it'd just be like products. I'm so confused. Okay, so I'll go ahead and give you number two. Okay. Hello Kitty. Okay. Hello Kitty is total revenue. The year of inception for Hello Kitty was 1974. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. $85 billion. Holy shit. And all that money, as well, this is how it's attributed here on Wikipedia, so take it as you will. All eighty-five billion of it came from has come from merchandise sales, which makes sense because you'll see like Hello Kitty bags and stickers on cars, TV, and there's still TV shows. Yeah, there's still that's what I was thinking. There's a Hello Kitty TV show, and there has been one. I don't know if they're still around, but I've definitely seen it before. Wow! So I'm sure that made Hello Kitty some money, but no, the merchandise sales. So do you know what number one is having known what I'm talking about? Mario. You're kind of in the right ballpark. Minecraft. Pokemon. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Pokemon. And really? it's, it's really not even close. Really? Because it's from number five, 68 billion, four, 80.3. Three is also 80.3. Hello Kitty is 84.5. And Pokemon is 105 wow. billion. Just jumps up by $20 billion. That's crazy. And here's the thing. It kind of does a breakdown of where all their money has come from. And the vast majority of it comes from licensed merchandise. So that would just be like the plushes and whatever, right? So that kind of stuff. So a lot of money comes from that. And then a pretty good chunk comes from video games. That would be second, mm-hmm. which is $22 billion. And then box office. So from they've done a couple of Pokemon movies. Actually, they've done a handful. And TV shows. Yeah. Well, they don't do box office for TV shows. What, what I mean, just like in theaters. Yeah, in theaters. Remember the Pokemon movie, like 2000? You remember hearing anything about that? I don't know. They've had a, a handful of Pokemon movies, but obviously the one that just came out recently with uh, Ryan Reynolds and he played Pikachu, Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah, I know that one. That was 
so all of their box office total is one point eight billion. And then there's home entertainment, which I would say is probably maybe T V shows, maybe at hundred and forty four million. Now here's the thing, the last two that they they credit and they have citations for it. Strategy guide books. $142 million worth of strategy guide books. That's, that's marketing right there. And you know what? It makes sense. I had one or two. Mm-hmm. I did. And now you want to know what the last thing that they, they credit towards their uh, total revenue? Mm-hmm. Jet aircraft sales. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Pokemon is in jet aircraft sales at about $3 million. And I'm looking what? at it right now. This is the Pokemon Jet. And yeah, look at this. There's the Pokemon Jet. Oh my god, that's like like an F1 jet. This is after the appearance of Pokemon in 1996 and the resultant Pokemon-related craze. Nippon, all Nippon Airways unveiled the first Pokemon Jets in 1998, timed with the re- release of Pokemon the first movie. It was a it's a Boeing 747-400D and a 767-300. So. Big planes, big O planes. That plane better have Dragonite on it. Well, and Charizard. Apparently, it's three million dollars worth of planes. I mean, you gotta think that plane is like two point nine million dollars, and then the, the wrap is the rest. Oh my gosh, they have so many planes. There's like fifteen of them. So Pokemon makes planes. They're in the plane business, but who can blame them? That's a monopoly, right there. A monopoly on planes, Pokemon planes. <coughs> you number three is on the list. Mario, Winnie the Pooh. Mm, makes sense. Seventy-nine billion from retail sales. So I guess that would just be like movies, like DVDs. Mickey Mouse is on that list. That's number four. Yep. Your number five is clearly not. Would I know this? You would know this. And you might even think it's obvious. I'll give you a really big hint. Okay. One of the biggest movie franchises ever. Marvel. No. Think a little older. Marvel's been around for a long time. When I say, well, they weren't doing movies when yeah. when this was around. Slinky, I don't know. Star Wars. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I thought you would have got that. I don't know why my mind was just blank. Yeah, so Star Wars. And I'm starting to scroll down through here, and then Marvel is in the number eight spot. With is Minecraft on there? Um, It's not very high up. Yu-Gi-Oh! is up here. They sold a lot of cards. Yu-Gi-Oh! is above Peanuts, so Charlie Brown. Yeah. Door of the Explorer. Yu-Gi-Oh! is above The Simpsons. Yu-Gi-Oh! is above The Lion King. Wow. Pac-Man, Looney Tunes, SpongeBob, James Bond. Hey, shut up. I want to guess some now. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Scooby wow, Man. that's actually surprising. Where do you think Call of Duty is? 25. No, not not that. It's 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 higher than that. Its revenue is twenty-seven billion as a franchise. Sixteen, just about there. I mean, there's not like numbers next to it for me to be able to tell you. Oh, I'd have to count down, but I'm not going to do that. 
Also, Transformers is way up there. Yeah. Transformers has been around for a long time, though. <laughs> On one of Joe Rogan's podcasts with Neil deGrasse Tyson, they mentioned Transformers, and they're like, oh, yeah, the idea of how they come here and, like, who they are is kind of cool, but you're telling me that thing's going to transfer it, like, transform into a little muscle car? Yeah, no, get out of here. <laughs> Disney Princess. I guess they just kind of encapsulate all Disney princesses into one thing because they're at number six. No, where's Elsa? No, it's just all the Disney princesses since 2000. And Ann Pan Man? Ever heard of Ann Pan Man? It's a Japanese character from a long time ago, from the 70s. Yeah, no, I don't know. Been around for a long time. 70s until 2013. At least the original run of it was. Never heard of Ann Pan Man. Or Ann Pan Man. I think you're saying it wrong. You're offending a lot of people. It's Ann, A-N, Pan Man. I'm pronouncing it the Are best. You sure? Yes, I'm pronouncing it the best way I know how to. Spell it again. And backwards. No. Um, do you want to start a zoo? Honestly, like, low-key, that'd be kind of cool. But at the same time, I don't want to do that to a bunch of animals. I'll do it to, like, Three? Three? But then you can like keep them as your pets if you had like a small zoo. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I would get, I wouldn't get like a public zoo. I would totally get a zoo for like personal. I'd go lay with my zebra. I'd go lay with my rhinoceros. But then you're taking them out of their natural habitat. I will build. I, I will. I told you, I'm buying a hundred acres or more whenever I get older. And you're gonna build the zoo. I'm going to build their natural habitat. Of course, ones that can suffer the heat of Texas, because I'm gonna stay in Texas for that. So then what are you going to get any jungle animals? I'll have an indoor jungle. An indoor jungle. Yeah. Okay. I think that'd be kind of cool though. If like you had like a, a really thick indoor rainforest and you had like misters like yeah, I was gonna say blasting it. Misters would be dope. I feel like I've seen that in a handful of movies and it's kind of cool. Put a bunch of deadly spiders. In Some there artificial too. thunderstorms type stuff. That'd yeah. be cool. Uh, no spiders though. I'm okay with snakes, but just not spiders. Yeah, that's right. You don't like spiders. I hate spiders. Spiders are my least favorite thing on the planet. I was the least. Actually, no. Was, uh, you didn't want to tell me that, even though I pretty much already knew that. I hate spiders so much. I'm gonna fuck For the longest time, I've always been on site. I see a spider, I'm killing it. But then I've also heard some things that spiders are really good for the ecosystem. Yeah. And, they, and they take care of a lot of bugs that you don't like. Like mosquitoes. 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 I was also thinking... I remember in fifth grade, uh, Mr. Early's class, we would go out to his preserve that he helped build. I don't know what happened to that whole deal, but we, I remember at the beginning of the year in fifth grade when I was actually in his class, and it was weird, though, because really it was just him and, I guess, some kind of agreement that he made with whoever owns that preserve that he was able to go in there and make you know, some ponds for turtles and frogs and a prairie with all types of grasses and he would label them and he'd make these really nice um, uh, little little stands that had the labels for everything so you could identify what was around. And he had a little, like a book for all the butterflies and the birds in the area. I mean, he went all out on it. It was really cool, but I guess I couldn't really appreciate it much when I was in fifth grade. But like looking back now, he put a lot of time and a lot of effort into it. I mean, it was talking about like 30 acres back here in this preserve or he just went to town and I remember we worked really hard on something. It was like a, a chimney swift nest and we got like cinder blocks and stucco 
and we built this chimney. And apparently these chimney swifts, they nest inside of the inside of this chimney. That's where they get their name. And he's like, yeah, I remember, I just remember the one thing that stuck with me was they're really good because they eat mosquitoes. And I was like, yes, like let's, let's make this habitat. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's harbor these chimney swifts so they can yell at mosquitoes. Cause I hate mosquitoes so much, but uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't I, Cause I know that he left the school and then the preserve just kind of is left as it is. Yeah. And I don't know what happened with that, but he spent a lot of time and a lot of effort on all kinds of stuff. And I remember when there was a hurricane that was supposed to come through here, I think it was Hurricane Ike, and we built like a we we basically made a dam like beavers. We just got like brush and wood, and we tried to make a dam at the bottom of the slope because we didn't know how much rain was going to come, and and it just kind of turned out that it didn't really hit us, so it was almost like a wasted effort. But we spent a lot of time breaking down branches and making a giant dam. At the bottom, and we were, you know, in fifth grade, so we were just kind of doing whatever. We were enjoying being outside, mm-hmm. and I remember. Yeah, have you ever been out in the woods and wanted to identify poison ivy, but you didn't know what it looked like? A long time ago, yes. You know what it looks like now? Yeah, I can identify it now. Really? Yeah. I probably still can't. Oven mittens. Oven mittens. Yes, they're facing away from you. They look like oven mittens facing away from you. Yeah. Okay. Or something like that. I know there's something to do with oven mittens. I think I need to speak up. Well, look at your mic turned all the way up. <sighs> Just jack my level up. No, I'm not turning it up. Maybe you should talk into your mic. Anyways. I am talking into my mic. Anyways. I remember doing that. Um, a lot of good times out there. But I remember I made a bet with one of my friends that I was going to find a salamander. He's like really big into into animals and he, he, he knew the area really well he was like i don't believe you like go get one like if you think there's one out here go get one and i remember going out to the preserve on like a friday or a thursday night just by myself looking for salamanders and i couldn't find any <laughs> i didn't know where to look i don't know why i said that i could find one i thought that i did it maybe i just saw a lizard one day and thought oh that's a salamander no it wasn't a salamander it's like, dude, no, get out of here. Like, you know those eastern fence lizards? Those, like, s- spiky yeah, I know, I know. looking guys? They're so hard to catch. And you yeah. caught one. You yeah. literally caught one, like, three weeks ago. And I have no idea how you did it. It was awesome. And Catherine and her mom were freaking out. They were like, get away from me. And I was like, dude, this thing is chilling on my arm. This is awesome. How did it get on your arm? I was trying to help get, like leaves off of like that same vine that's on the house right here they have it on a wall in their backyard and it had died during the winter freeze and so we were going through and like brushing all the leaves off and there was a little nest and whenever i was brushing through the leaves i saw him and i was just like and like you grabbed him i like i put my hands out and he kind of like jumped in my hand and then i just held him i was like don't do it stay he jumped in your hand yeah and then I like let him crawl up my arm, and he was the length of like my elbow to my wrist. They're long. Yeah, but he was yeah just chilling right there, and they were freaking out, and I was just like, dude, this thing's awesome. I should have been like, ah, it's killing me. <laughs> but I, I've like my entire life growing up, I've always seen them. If you get within about ten feet of them, they just take off, and yeah, you're not going to catch so them. So fast. I want to catch the the green ones that have the red. Oh, the anoles? Yeah. Oh, I've got one of those before. Really? Yes. What the hell? <laughs> but they're not as fast as the fence lizards. Yeah. Those they, things are crazy quick. They're still both like 
agile. Like, they can cut corners. Yeah. I kind of want to pet Gecko. That'd be cool. Geckos are cool. I would want a snake, but like a, a herbivore snake. <laughs> Not a person eating snake? No. Why wouldn't you want a person eating snake? Those are cool. Because I think he's going to fucking eat me. Because you can flex. I'm like, yeah, this guy could eat me right now, but he's he's not going to because we're friends. And then everyone hears about Major got choked by a snake. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I, I get people that like want pet snakes, but also at the same time, like, why would you want that? I've only ever held a snake one time besides like little tiny snakes that are in the grass. I was at a pet store and they were like taking snakes out of the cage and I was like, ooh, I want to hold one. I thought he was going to put it in my hands and he put it around my neck and it was just like, uh, I don't know. Was he slippery? Yeah, he was all, he was just there. Greasy. Yeah, he felt greasy, but there's there's, not, there's nothing there. Like, yeah. There, yeah, he like hung around my neck and I was like, please don't kill me. You know this thing where people think snakes are cute? You think snakes can be cute? Some snakes can be kind of cute. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't know. It's a snake, man. It's a snake. There are certain snakes. Like, I think a turtle can be cute. I just looked up cute snake. I'm going (laughs) to... Cute snake. I'd get a pet turtle. Like, tell me that thing isn't cute. I don't know. It's still (laughs) a snake. I don't know how else to look at it. That's specious. Now you're just making up words trying to make me feel bad. No, because our certain dog is Piddle cute. Yeah, she can be. Yeah. When she's not looking like a bat rat. But you're, th- you're saying snakes are ugly because they're snakes. No, I'm saying it's ugly because it's, it's a, a snake. Yeah, get fucked. Checkmate, bitch. It's still, it's still a snake, though. <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry. I'm not on all that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care if you are. I'd still get a, I get a turtle though. Dude, having a, you ever, go, you ever go to the pet shop, at least the one that, like an exotic pet shop and you see some animals there, you're like, wow, I didn't know you could own that. <laughs> and then now you're like, I want it. I want it so bad. Like, yeah. I know people have like pet iguanas who have been around for a long time, but then that one pet shop would have pet pigs, like oh, little, yeah. little pot belly pigs. Yeah. And they're really expensive, but still they're awesome. They're super cool. I would love to have a little pig, but I was at a, a customer's house, I think two weeks ago, and I, I called you on the phone, and the homeowners weren't there. I was there to do a service, and the maid was there, and she let me in and you know just let me do my thing. But then there was this big, like, 100-pound pig, big guy, just laying down on the floor with a collar around his neck. I think he had a bell. That's not a cute snake, man. It's, that thing is adorable. It's not a cute snake. Anyways. And so I call you because I was like, how many people's houses am I going to go into? And they've got a pet pig. <laughs> and he was making noises too. He was just like off to the side, like maybe not, maybe not exactly like that. I, I didn't do any justice, but, but then I called you. I was like, major, listen. So I got close to him and whenever I got close to him, he started making noise. I don't know if he was getting nervous or something, but I got kind of close to him. He started making a bunch of noise and you're like, is that a pig? I'm like, yeah, that's a pig. He's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm at someone's house. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like going to customers' houses and just like some sometimes you see some whack shit. Like I was in a house in Bee Caves like two weeks ago, and they just had like signed everything. Like they had 
Phil Mickelson signed stuff, Michael Jordan, Kobe. Like, I so there's like a bunch of sports memorabilia? They had like a whole room that had like the entire w- top of the wall space going around was all like deer, all kinds of animals. Like, dude, there was everything. And then... So the walls were just covered in stuff. But then going through the house, like the wall decor was like a Michael Jordan jersey that's signed. And then down the hall is like some kind of fucking trophy or something. I don't know. It was so it was like the whole house was just a man cave. Dude, it was a it was awesome. A man house. Yeah, and the wife was hot. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a, a house once. I want to say this. I've uh, I've probably been there once. Yeah, just one time. And it was odd. It was odd because it was it was a nice house. It's in, in a nice part of town. And I go in, and the guy seems normal. And I was like, yeah, I need to see where your, your panel is so I can do my service on it. And he's like, okay, cool. I'll show you. So I, I follow him through his house. And he's got, like, a bunch of sex things all over the place. Like, naked, like, statues of naked ladies and, like, paintings of of naked people having sex and a book i forget what the name of the book was but it was like some big book of sex or something and i was like (laughs) what in the world and he was married i met his wife and she was nice i don't know some people just roll that way just have sex stuff in their house that's funny but um (laughs) i bet they had the kama sutra i i bet it was i think i saw it i just didn't pay any mind to it you know what that is i know what that is yes (laughs) Oh, yeah, that thing that I mentioned to you that I saw on the way here, like five minutes before I got here, I was driving through the neighborhood, and I saw these long-ass, like, tire marks. They were probably, like, 30, 40 feet long. On the street? Yeah, and the way I'm telling it is the way I was watching, like, how my mind was going, because my... You're imagining how it happened? Not how it happened, but my process of how I was saying it is how I... It happened, but I, I saw these. I was just following the, the marks with my eyes as I was going up. And Were you high? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw like a little bit of damage to a curve and then a brand new mailbox. And I was just like, and it was a stone mailbox. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen that house with a stone mailbox before. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure I've seen that house without a mailbox before. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. But, anyways, do you want to start a zoo? Like legit, like a zoo. Like there's not a whole lot of hoops you got to jump through if you want to start a zoo. What hoops you got to jump? Well, for starters, you're gonna need a couple of a couple of things. I don't know if my pops of my back were picked up by the mic, but if you heard that, I'm sure they were solid. It felt awesome. The first thing you're gonna need is a Class C exhibitor's license. I don't know how hard that is to get, but perhaps. It could be. You also need a liability insurance policy. That, that makes a lot of sense because what if your bear is just like, fuck this dude. Well, that's why you make a big fence that it can't get through. But actually, bears can f- climb fences. So a glass enclosure. What, you, if it, what if a kid falls into a gorilla pen? Yeah. You shoot it. <laughs> Uh, but you wouldn't get gorillas, would you? You just get bears. A bear zoo? I would. That would be the first thing I would do if I had fuck you money. Well, this is also another thing that this website talks about. If you want to start a zoo, you bear zoo. Oh my god, I want a bear zoo so bad. 
Zoos are not allowed to be located in residential areas, Fuck. so you, you can't have them in your backyard. I can't have a bear in my backyard. Well, you can't have a zoo in your backyard. I'm sure you can have a bear. What was it? I think there are more tigers in the state of Texas than there are in the whole world. People that just own tigers. So you can own a bear. I have to, in Texas, you have to have a license to, to own um, dangerous animals. Okay. I'm sure that's not hard to get. Lions, bears, apes. Tigers. Yeah. Oh, my. But there's no laws regarding monkeys, wolves, capybaras. How would you get a monkey? I don't get people who get monkeys. Because you know those things can just rip your face off if they wanted to. Lemur. Like, I'll see, like, a, a video of someone hanging out with a monkey, and they're, like, doing something really cool. You know that, that one really famous video of a, a, that guy, like, trying to climb up, and the monkey turns around and, like, helps him hoist himself up? Like, the monkey, like, he pushes the monkey up on top of the ledge, and the monkey turns around. I think it was an orangutan. Turns around. Or maybe it was... No, I think it was a chimp. Turns around. Grabs this guy's hands while he's holding the camera. And then the, the, the chimp pulls him up. Really? And they go up on top of this ledge. Yeah. But I was just... I'm like, that's cool. But at the same time, if it just decided, like, it was going to go ape on you, you're dead. You I are... I think I could stop a monkey. No, you cannot. Are you... You cannot. They are so much stronger than you. One monkey? One monkey would kill you. No way. It would rip your face off, it would gouge your eyes out, and it would eat your leg if it wanted to. I could punt, like I, I, I could punt that thing. How big of a monkey are we talking? I mean we're talking Diddy about Kong? we're talking Diddy about Kong? we're talking about a chimp. We're talking about a chimpanzee. Let's see. Oh I mean chimps can be the size of like ten year old boys. Chimps can get pretty big. And I mean if we're talking they're like a dense. Full, if they, we're talking about a full size chimp. Yeah, that thing's got me. But if we're talking about, like, young chimp, I'm fucking well, throwing that thing into a wall. Well, maybe you could do that. I'm just saying, like, if you had a pet chimp, and I've, like, I know that Des Bryant, the football player, he he had, like, a monkey around before the season started or something, and he was just like, oh, yeah, it's fun. I've got a monkey. And people are like, what are you doing? What are you actually doing? That monkey could destroy you. And there's nothing you can do about it. I mean... Anyways, I know we kind of got off topic there, but if you were starting to zoo, I don't think you should have chimps or any kind of monkey. Lemurs are cool, though. I would slam that thing into a fucking wall. No, you. there's no way you could. If it's a full-size... I'm dude, Chimp. Chimp. A full-size chimp. Full-size chimp, it's going to fuck me up. Yes, it is. If it's younger than a full-size chimp, that thing is catching Bruce Lee's hands. No, it is not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. How how does the arrange? It, see, it depends. You'd have to case. Okay, so you'd if have it to blindsides me. It's got me. But if I see it coming at me, I can prepare. I can. They're quick. They're quick. They're quick. So are these hands, boy. I don't think you understand the magnitude of the situation you'd find yourself in until you just hold one, or you're around one for the first time, because you'll notice a couple of things. One, their muscles are rocks <laughs> like they like from what i've heard and what i've seen of people who are we talking about gorillas or no chimps? chimps like their their flesh and their muscles don't feel like anything you've ever felt before they're literally rocks like they can lift and move things multiple multiple times over their own body weight chimps are about 1.5 times as strong as humans relative to their body mass yes can a human beat a chimp in a fight? 
<laughs> Are you looking that up? 22% of men could defeat a chimp in combat. <laughs> combat puts that into a whole different category. You said 22% of men could defeat a chimp in combat. Yeah, so we could probably rough that down for women that might be like, give if we cut them some slack, like 18%. Yeah, okay. That might be generous. <laughs> I, okay, yeah, but in reality, it might be like seven. Anyways, let's move on past the women thing. No, it, no. anyways, no. If you found yourself in that situation, there's different types of combat, though, right? You got the hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. What if you had weapons? So you, let's say you gave the, the chimp a knife, <laughs> and you had, I don't know, like a sword. Actually, maybe you had the same knife, too. Maybe Who do you think wins that fight? I think I win that fight. Knife to knife? I think I win. If we have weapons, I win that fight every time. What if you had a baseball bat and the I, chimp had a baseball bat? I fucking win this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if I could pick a weapon, I'm taking a baseball bat. Like, night, night. Go dent his forehead. What about swords? I could do it. I could definitely. I, he, do you think he knows how to use a sword? He might. What if he, he's just a natural-born sword fighter? You know, there's, there's just those freaks of nature that can just that can just do it. And he's and the chimp is just brass one. knuckles. Do you think he knows how to throw hands? I think if you gave a chimp brass knuckles, I don't know if it would know what to do with it. I think it would try what to... if you give it a gun? That's a, that was my next thought. So if you both had a gun... <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's not hard for a chimp to figure out. You just got to pull the trigger. He might just, like, shoot it at the wall or something first and then realize. Well, can you imagine just, like, being in that situation? You're like, all right, chimp, here's your gun. I'm going to stand over here, and whenever I say go, we're going <laughs> to go at it. And the chimp's like, all right, I got it. And so then you're both holding the gun. And you're like, all right, chimp, you ready? Chimp's like, and then, oh God. and then it begins. But in hand-to-hand combat... I don't think, well, that thing said 22% of men could yeah. could defeat a chimp in combat. How hard? Oh, my God. If you just look up people with chimp accidents, their faces are just completely rearranged and mangled. They don't, like, they have to, like, I remember this one store, this woman got her face ripped off by a chimp, and they had to, like, sew her face back onto her skull. Oh, my God. And it was just not... It. Not at all. Not at all what she used to look like. How hard can a gorilla punch? Do you want to take a guess at how many pounds of force a gorilla punch has? A full-size gorilla. Is it equal to or greater than the bite force of a bear? I need to see what the, the bite force for the bear was like a ridiculous number in a different unit. Yeah. Pascals. It was like 10 million Pascals or something like that. So I couldn't find anything on comparing that. So So we're talking about foot pounds of... I'll tell you this. It's less than a ton. (laughs) Yes, a gorilla can punch less than a a ton's worth of force. But it can get close. (laughs) 1,500 pounds? That's... Oh, wait. it, It can be more than a ton. Oh, my gosh. It's between 1,300 pounds and 2,700 pounds. So probably like a young gorilla can punch 1,300 pounds and a full-size gorilla punches over a ton of pounds. So then you think about this argument that people have had, who wins in a fight, a bear or a gorilla? I've always thought bear. I always have. 
But if a gorilla can punch you with over a ton of force, can you imagine taking a ton to the face? You're dead. You are dead. But can a bear take a ton to the face? Probably. They probably have thicker skulls. They got some strong chins. Yeah. Let's see. Are you looking at what, who would win, a bear or a gorilla? I feel like most people say gorilla. But I feel like in... Mm, I feel like in most cases, the bear's got to win that. I got just because of the claws and how how mobile a bear can be. And you, know, a gorilla is the same way. A gorilla is very mobile, very very mobile. That is true. Okay, so my initial before the gorilla thing, my idea would be that a bear would yes beat it. But then whenever you bring in over a ton of force, and also and they have hands. Yeah, they have. Hands and they can they can grab grab and pull and slam and stuff. But gorillas only run about twenty miles an hour. Bears on average are about thirty five. So speed wise, the bears got them beat. Bear wins in speed. But then who weighs more on average? Because the bear weighs typically a full size grizzly bear weighs almost a ton. But then if you think about it, if a if a gorilla can punch with over a ton's force. It can probably lift a bear. It could probably pick up a full-size grizzly bear. The silverback is at a disadvantage in size, speed, and strength. But then you, really? also, you also have to compare like which bear. I'm sure a black bear would get destroyed by a bear, but then a grizzly bear would maul a bear or a gorilla. You think the black bear would just lose? I think. I mean, unless it's full size, like a. But black, black bears, bears don't get that big. They, yeah, they tend to be smaller. So that's, that, that's that, what I'm saying. Like the biggest, baddest bear, which I would say is probably a grizzly bear. No, polar bear. So let's say you put a polar bear against a gorilla. Full-size polar bear. Polar bear comes out every time. I feel like that would be the case. Gorilla or lion. But then it's hard to, to make that happen. If you're like, you know what? I've got all kinds of money. I'm going to do something incredibly illegal. I'm going to capture a gorilla from Africa out of the Congo. And I'm going to grab a polar bear from Antarctica. And we're going to take them to a neutral fighting site. Where would that be? Nebraska. Nothing happens out there. Yeah, I feel like Nebraska. But then wouldn't the polar bear die if he have like a heat stroke if you take it too far from the cold? And then if you put the gorilla somewhere where it's really cold? Yeah, you can't really match that one up. That would be tough. So that's what I'm saying. Okay, so grizzly, grizzly bear versus gorilla. I feel like makes the most amount of sense. Grizzly bear probably comes out winning that. And that's what I'm thinking. I think the grizzly bear wins. But if the if the gorilla knew how to like box and it knew technique. Okay, then you train the shit, you train the bear. <laughs> train the bear to fight. Uh, what are you gonna train the bear? Let's see, can what? you train a bear how to fight? Can bears do tricks? <laughs> yes, bears can do tricks. You can train bears to do a lot of things. But let's see if you can train them to fight. Let's see. Can a human fight? And beat a bear with martial arts. I would say the answer is probably no. But I just wanted to see if you can train a grizzly bear in hand-to-hand combat. Who would win? Gorilla or lion? This one person. Gorilla or lion? I would say definitely gorilla. Yeah, gorilla wins that. But this thing does say if it's at night. You know what the gorilla? It just like sticks its hands inside the lion's mouth and just, yeah. Done. Grill is too strong. Grill is too big. But then in this question, some guy asked, I'm on some kind of forum, 
Off topic, can a trained human beat a grizzly bear in a hand-to-hand fight? What do you think? Did you say what? Can a can a trained human beat a grizzly bear in a hand-to-hand fight? No. Because that bear's not going to do hand-to-hand punches. It's going to fucking eat him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm trying to find if you can train a bear to fight. Like, if, a, if you trained a bear, like the, you know, um, that famous bear in Hollywood... Or just any any bear that's in Hollywood. If you can train a bear to do that, you can probably train it to fight. And in that case, you could pin that bear against anything. Like if you like, imagine if you had a bear that was as loyal as your dog, right? And you just kept the bear around with you, and it like you've seen those videos of people like having bears in their houses and just like just chilling with bears. You've seen that before, right? Mm-hmm. If you did the same thing with the bear and you trained it how to fight, you would never die to anything, ever. Maybe except for the bear if you got hungry, but. The strongest punch in the world is by a mantis shrimp. But I'm looking at. In terms of body mass? Yeah. Um, but they can't kill you unless you like choke on it or you're allergic to it. So that would make the most amount of sense. Yeah. But grill has probably got the most, the biggest punch. So if you started a zoo, you would have black bears, polar bears. Would you have koala bears? If it has a bear in the name, I have it. So I wonder if you can start a zoo with just like five animals. I feel like you could. But you know what? You can still go out and get a license to own dangerous animals without really starting a zoo. You just get the license to own a dangerous animal and then train it. And then you keep it. And it just stays around your house. If you had to get a license to get any animal, what animal are you going to get? Assuming, like, license means you has to be exotic. I wouldn't get a tiger. Everyone gets a tiger. I'd probably get a bear. I don't know. Yeah, I would want to get a bear, but in realism, that bear going to kill me. So well, so will anything else? I mean, like if you get a license to own a dangerous animal, it's already implying that there's a good chance you might die owning this animal. And are you willing to take that chance? I get a, like a chameleon. That'd be really cool. You don't need a license to get a chameleon, though. It's exotic, though. I feel like do people have pet chameleons? For sure. They're so cool how they can just change colors. Pet chameleon. This bitch thinks I'm ugly. How about now? Five things to know before buying a chameleon. (laughs) Chameleons need specialized housing. Chameleons require live food and regular misting. (laughs) Chameleons are not cuddly pets. Damn. Yes, you can't. I don't don't want it. (laughs) You don't want it. You can't cuddle a chameleon. A good cage cleaning routine is required. And chameleons can easily become stressed. <laughs> That's kind of an interesting thing, though. Is like, even in humans, if you get stressed enough, it compromises like your entire body and your immune system, and you become more prone to getting sick if you're super stressed out. 
like it's really fascinating. That's one of the one of the bigger things that I really enjoyed learning about in psychology was that just the way that you think, like the way that you perceive your environment and how your mind processes everything that's happening around you, the the anxiety and all can affect your entire body and you had no idea. Like in a lot of cases, like stress can like can stress cause cancer? Like I'm stress can cause a heart attack or like a stroke. Of course it can. Whoa. Studies suggest the link between stress and cancer returning. So maybe it doesn't cause cancer. It's not a correlation. Or, or, it, doesn't, or it doesn't help. It's not causation. But if you're super stressed out, then it can make cancer or it, it might make cancer return if you've fought it before. But anyways, like the whole thing about stress, that it messes with your whole body. And that's kind of one of the things that I've thought about for years now is that whenever I deal with anything, any problem in my life, I just, my first instinct is to not be stressed out about it. Just deal with it at face value and whatever happens, happens. Because getting stressed out about it isn't going to help me. You know what I mean? Because you know how, I don't mean to throw mom under the bus, but when she got super stressed out and she had to go to the hospital because I forget what the um, the exact diagnostic was. Was it aneurysm? For the stroke? Yeah, or was it a stroke? It was a stroke. Okay. Well, this was like three years ago, four years ago? Four. About four years ago. Yeah, no, so it, it was sucky, but then she was like just generally stressed out in general. Yeah, stress can cause stroke. Yeah, like stress, it's just crazy that if you think in a certain way and you allow your mind to go to certain places and you feel your heart rate getting a little harder, beating a little faster, just from thinking a certain way, it messes with your whole body. It's crazy. I mean, you. I mean, I, I wouldn't think that your mind can be connected to your body in that way, or have the effect on, you know, how well your heart delivers oxygen to your brain or the rest of your body parts, or just because you're thinking about something that stresses you out. I think it's interesting. It's kind of fascinating. It's kind of sucky at the same time because a lot of people are prone to being you know, stressed out because there's a lot of things going on in people's lives. Have you heard of Neuralink? I have heard of Neuralink. Would you do Neuralink? For the people that don't know, it's the thing that Elon Musk wants to create where he puts a chip in your brain that I don't I don't completely understand it because what David and Hugh were telling me is it like basically like puts like a TV in your head or something or like your phone or something like that. I think the concept is it's putting a computer in your head and you can you imagine how intelligent you would be or how capable you would be if you could surf the internet at an instant just inside your head yeah. you would know the answer to every math problem you would know the history of everything and you know whatever you google something and it says oh there's 116,000 results in 0.23 seconds and you could do that with anything Anything I, would, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it? I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it for a long time. 
I would do it eventually, but I wouldn't do it for a long time. But I feel like there would just be this cutoff between people that do have it and don't have it. And yeah. the ones that do have it, they're out, you know, making rockets and going to this, like, like way out in the universe and like going and looking for new planets and stuff. And then there's just the people that are like you and me just sitting here like, a mango sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> Honestly, I bought a mango the other day at H-E-B, and I sliced it, sliced it up, put it in a little thing, put it in the refrigerator, <laughs> snacked on it over two days, and oh, I'm buying more mangoes. But anyways, I feel like, yeah, there would just be a gap between people who have it and use it and don't, but then I feel like I would approach it. I mean, if it came out in the next 10 years, and it was just available for anyone who wanted to pay for it, because I'm sure it's gonna be, it would be crazy expensive because you have to get surgery or I don't even... Don't even know the whole process or what that would look like, but I would probably approach it the same way that I've approached the COVID vaccine. It's just like with enough time, learn more about it, understand it a little better. And then after some time passes, make a more like an educated decision about that. So then like as soon as Neuralink comes out, I'm sure there'll be cases where people are like, oh, no, I'm dead. It went, it went wrong. But see, you got to think about it. Doing surgery on your brain, like if you put a foreign object in your brain, anything foreign to your body, your body tries to fight it. So if you tries put, to reject it. Yeah, it tries to reject it. So if you put something in your brain that your body's trying to reject, I feel like there's got to be some lead way for bad shit. I mean, like the concept of it sounds fascinating. Yes, but the tech, we might not have the technology for that currently we we might we, we just <laughs> we just don't know like the first person to try it all of a sudden is this super human combination of albert einstein stephen hawking and but what if the first person to try it nothing happens and they just got brain surgery and all this shit and then it just doesn't work <laughs> there's gonna be a few of those at oh least. yeah and it just doesn't hey, work sorry we can give you like 10 grand or something or just refund it <laughs> It just doesn't work. I mean, it, you think it go through a lot of tests. Oh, 100%. But, yeah. I mean, how are you going to test how it actually works without using an actual brain? That's like whenever I learn skateboard tricks, I, I like to practice a lot on carpet because it's way more comfortable. You don't slide off as much. But as soon as I go to, like, concrete, ooh, it's kind of slippery. I looked up, up Neuralink.com, and there's not a whole lot here. It's just understanding the brain, interfacing with the brain, engineering with the brain. I'm going to look at engineering the brain. And so I'm trying to understand what the idea behind Neuralink is and what it would look like. And it might just be a chip in your head that just is connected to the internet and anything that's ever existed. And you could go to... I mean, everyone would be a doctor. Everyone would be there a would, lawyer. There wouldn't be really a need for school. There wouldn't be. Literally, there wouldn't be a need to go to school if you had Neuralink. Because then what's the point of going to school when you know everything already? <laughs> like, literally, you already know everything that there is to know. They should make a movie where there's a kid that was like a, a test subject for Neuralink. And as he's a kid, and then he's born, and he goes and lives a normal life. But he's just a fucking genius. And he like goes through school and makes hundreds on everything goes through college makes hundreds on everything yeah, and they finish tests in five minutes in five minutes if, if even and then but then you'll also have to think about if everyone had Neuralink, 
jokes wouldn't be the same. They would be the same because everybody's already heard the joke. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's been posted on the internet, everyone's already seen it and everyone already knows what it is. Wow. So then how do you tell jokes? I mean, be original. you have to be original and you have to not post it anywhere. You know what? I like the idea of Neuralink because it'll bring more originality to the world. But even then, I think that another concept behind Neuralink is if two people, I guess if they have it at the same time, they can call each other kind of thing. You can read each other's minds. Fuck that. That is where I'm like, I don't want to read anybody's mind. Yeah. And I don't want anyone reading my mind. Yeah, I'm not even stuck on people reading my mind. I don't want to look at someone and be like, oh, you think I'm ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already know that. So yeah, what exactly. do you care? I'm not worried about it, but like, I don't want you to say it without having to say it. You know, don't be a dick about it. Don't, don't, don't just think at me. Think at you. Yeah, quit thinking at me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it would it would change a lot of stuff, and I don't know if it'll come out. I mean, I think Elon said before he's like, I think Neural, he's like Neuralink can come out in less than ten years. I think he has gone on record to say that before. And if it does, but I mean, if you give yourself ten years to do something, you're going to do it in ten years. I don't think that's exactly what he said in terms of when Neuralink could come out. Mm-hmm. But gosh, it's it's such an interesting concept. But I would be fascinated to see how it's applied if and when it does come out. It's it's interesting what people are doing doing with the mind. I wonder what the first test subject would be like. Or they give the person the neural link. And they're like, how do you feel? And then they're like, zero one one zero one one one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be nuts. It'll be nuts. And I'm, I, you know what? I'm excited for it. I'm excited for, for progression. Yeah, that's one thing. We're going to be alive to see some really innovative stuff because kind of with the turn of the century... We the technology has been quickly advancing with new stuff that's come out. In terms of how fast we have progressed as a society, at least technologically, since the internet came out. Yeah. At least just at least since the internet came out in the nineties for the public. Eighties. Late eighties. Was it late eighties for the public? Yeah. People were using people were emailing back in like eighty five. Uh really? I'm pretty sure. I got so many tabs open. Oh, 1983. MCI Communications was the first commercial public email service Fucking to use the internet. It. I was two years off. How you like that? Interesting. Okay. But even then, how fast we've developed up to this point. And if you think back, what we were doing just two generations ago, and that would put us at like, the 30s? Yeah, I was going to say the 40s. The 30s, the 40s. We were... The inventions, like... Like our grandparents. Like what they were doing when they were our age, like as grandparents. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous what we're doing now. And then our grandparents is grandparents. Yeah. So in the 1800s, what were they doing? That's just... The car was coming out that's at, the, four, at the turn of the century, last century. Well, our grandparents probably have a pretty good idea of how cars have adapted over the years 
They yeah. probably had have seen plenty of the first Model Ts. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, they've been able, like, our grandparents have seen cars kind of from the beginning to what they are now. Because in the beginning, they weren't advancing super, super fast. Maybe, like, another seat or something. Yeah, now you can play music wirelessly in your car. Yeah, exactly. They were alive when cars didn't even have air conditioning. Yeah, and they also... Didn't have seat belts. Didn't have and that, that's a seat belts n- happened in like the sixties. No seat belts. That was like the nineties. Lies. Telling you right now when when it was mandated that every car had a seat belt in it and you have to wear it was in the nineties. Because I they were they were making cars in the seventies at the very least that didn't even have seat belts. September. Okay. Okay. So it was mandated. September 1st of 85, but state still had their own things. So with Texas did it, Utah did it, Vermont did it, secondary enforcement in 84. So in 85, pretty much. That's when the... It was required by law to wear a seatbelt when you drive. Pretty much. Okay. And then from there, it kind of progressed to actually being a full thing. So the idea of even wearing a seatbelt people were dying in car accidents in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and people are still dying in car accidents today but then we finally decided you know what seatbelts are probably a good idea and we should require people to wear them yeah after almost 100 years of having cars yeah and then like as your parents used to tell you like when you sit in the back seat and you're in the middle seat they're like wear your seatbelt you're gonna fly through the windshield right they were saying that for a fucking reason yeah because it happens and it still happens, unfortunately. Yeah. I always wear my seatbelt. Honestly, I wear my seatbelt too much. Like, if I go somewhere and I'm, like, waiting on you to pull up to Valero or something like that, I'm wearing my seatbelt for that 10 minutes. Still wearing your seatbelt. I'm, yeah, I'm the same way. But nothing all, nothing makes me more upset. Like, one of my biggest pet peeves of driving is when I'm driving somewhere and I've got someone in the passenger seat and they're just not. They don't wear the seatbelt. They don't wear the seatbelt. And it just goes ding, ding, ding. I'm like, are you going to put on your seatbelt? I'm tired of hearing the ding. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to wear it, fine. Do you? I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life, but I don't want to hear the ding. Make the ding stop. <laughs> and I, I get it. Like, if you're not going that far, like two or three blocks away, fine. Okay. But also... it Sometimes it depends on the car. The car can have a very annoying ding. Yes, it can. And they started doing that in the 80s. Actually, was it the 80s? It was, it was probably the 80s whenever they made it a mandate that you have to have a seatbelt on when you drive. And the car manufacturers were like, yep, we're going to put a ding in. But cars, it is interesting how cars have progressed over time. Because in the 50s, they had their big, bulky, long box-looking cars, and they kept doing those for a long time, through the 50s, the 60s, the 70s with muscle cars. And in the 80s, the cars, like they started to get smaller and more compact looking and the electronics on the inside got a little better but then you can look directly at the fox body the mustang fox body that came out in 82 83 so they all these cars had seat belts in them but they weren't required the seat belt dinging came in in 72 so before the mandate like 13 years before the mandate the cars were doing the seat belt thing yeah interesting there were probably a good amount of people that were doing it just because they didn't want to hear the fucking ding. What's there were buzzing there there were there were lamps and buzzers. Lamps and buzzers. Not ding. 
Right. That's why the, the car manufacturers were ahead of the law, kind of, and saying, like, yeah, like, we know. We make the cars. We know a lot of people die. You should be wearing a seatbelt, but we can't make you. So we're going to make a buzz. And then... That's then the probably, That's probably because people were dying, and then they would go try and sue the... The, the car company because oh that would happen all the time your car just killed my brother right then it's like you weren't wearing a seatbelt I've actually have you do you know anyone that's been in a car wreck that like needed a seatbelt yes like they, and they survived yes I've known people that like the, the bruise that goes across the front and like along your hips of it restraining you because it stops you like 60 miles an hour and like one or two seconds so all of that force but it's crazy that silicon strap yeah can hold back thousands of pounds of force yeah yeah that's insane but yeah i know uh you know there was a girl that we know that got in a car accident with her family i'm not going to say her name but she was probably the only person that i know that's ever been like in a really bad car accident thankfully well not thankfully for her just being like <laughs> she's the only person that i know yeah, or maybe you just don't know that many people. Or yeah, maybe my circle is just too small. But anyways, no, I mean she got it was it was so bad. I mean I think she broke, she definitely broke something in her foot. She had to wear a cast on her forearm, like that time that Ben was driving the mule up the the driveway and he actually hit the rock wall and he hit his forearm going like what twenty miles an hour on the. I can on the tell roll cage? that story right now. Oh, tell it. I mean, you were what, like eight years old? I was eight years old. Oh, I nailed it. Something like that. I don't know for sure. But we had this mule, little like gas golf cart. Yeah, it was a four-wheeler that we just we had used on our property. And we were all just riding around on it. And I was like, Ben, let's go back to the house. I want to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So I ran inside, made my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And Ben had backed it up. To where whenever I came to get into it, he would drive away as I would get in. And right when I got to the back of the mule with my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Are you trying to jump in the bed? Like, yeah, I was trying to get in the back of it. He started taking off and he was just looking back and laughing. And there was like the, the driveway kind of curves and it has a little wall on it. Drove straight into the wall on the left wheel. Like, looked, <laughs> yeah, looked left. <laughs> just had a left turn forever. And then he... So how far away from the mule were you when he hit it? Because if you were close, then you probably ran to the back of the mule. No, it was like whenever he started driving away, I wasn't catching it. Like it was. Oh, you just watched him drive away? I mean, it only happened like 25 feet away from me. Okay. Yeah. So you weren't chasing after it. Yeah. I was right there whenever it happened. So you watched him like hit the wall and stop and lunge forward and you saw him like move forward. I I don't know about him, but I remember him driving and hitting the wall. Like, I can see that in my head right now. And then he hit his forearm on the roll cage and broke it. I think he broke his forearm in half. Wow. You remember that? I I know he broke his arm, but I didn't know. Yeah, he, like, hit his forearm on the roll cage, and he, what, he wasn't going that fast, was he? Like I said, there's no way. He probably just, like, floored it. He probably floored it, but there's no way he's going faster than 20. Hits the rock wall, stops, lunges forward, hits his forearm on the roll cage and breaks it. Well, I mean, in your arm, did he break the elbow or the bones in his arm? You'd have to ask him. You know, maybe I should call him. You want to call in? I've never done it before. Let's call him in. You want to see how this goes? Let's just ask him. 
Okay, I'll call him. This will be how we end it. Okay, so bear with me. I've never even attempted to do this. We can start ending it like this. We'll do a call in. Wait, are we doing a Bluetooth? Yeah. You've never tried this? What if we erase the whole podcast? It's still going. For now. Okay, it's connected. So I'm going to turn the volume up. Play like, don't play any music. Play, because you'll get copies right strike but um, play like something that's not copyrighted like a youtube video or something i'll send you a snapchat you're gonna send me a snapchat okay that's that's just gonna be loud you're just blowing into then your don't mic turn it all the way up okay send it to me all right i just sent it let's see how this goes Oh, wow, it actually works. Okay, so we're going to call Ben real quick. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if it's going to talk through my phone or if it's going to go, like, through the mic into my phone. And then we just talk through the mic. All right, let's see how this goes. This is going to be interesting. Should we do FaceTime audio or just regular phone call? No, I'll just do regular phone call. All right. Caller from Texas. This is our first. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the first call. Okay, let's see how this goes. You think he picks up? I don't know. I doubt that he does. <laughs> if you feel like he was going to pick up, he would have picked up already. He's probably going to call me back and be like, what? And I'll be like, you missed it. Like, you missed <laughs> the opportunity. Yeah, so it's okay. But hey, you know, we learned something new. Yeah, wow. We could call someone in. You want to call someone else? Let's just ask like a random question to someone. You gonna call Henry? Yeah, let's call Henry and ask him what his favorite tree is. Okay. All right, Henry, here comes a phone call for you. I wonder if he's playing golf. He's probably playing golf or something. Oh, come on, Henry. If two people in a row don't pick up, clearly I'm not a very popular person. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Man, they're just making me look bad. <laughs> they're not going to pick up. It's okay. Well, like I said, we've learned some new things today. We have. Go to text someone before the podcast. Be like, hey, I'm going to call you at some point in the next hour. Just, just, just be ready. Be, just be ready. Just be ready. You know what? I'm going to try one more. I'm going to try one more real quick. Yeah. Let's see how this goes. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but you ask the question. I don't know if it goes to the mic. Well, we're going to find out. I'm not going to say anything. You just you just talk. Hey. What's your favorite tree? What? What'd you say? The bonsai tree. I can't hear you. Are you sure? Yeah, talk a little louder. <laughs> oh. Oh. Favorite tree is definitely the bonsai. Why the bonsai tree? No, oh, that's just cool. You have any other questions, Major? <laughs> Y'all have follow-up questions? Yeah, Major, what's your follow-up question? Um, have you ever chopped down a tree? 
Have you ever chopped down a tree? I have. Really? What kind of tree? Um, was it a bonsai those, tree? No, it was one of those like fir trees we had to for our fraternity. We had it was like thirteen of us. We had to use our bare hands and get down a tree that was probably a foot and a half diameter. All right. Well. Thanks for your input. <laughs> no, we were uh, we we were uh, we were testing out some new functionality on the podcast, and uh, this is our first phone call. That well, actually, it's the third oh no way! This is actually going through the board. Yeah, yeah it's this, going through the podcast. It's so actually the third phone. Wow. Call. Well, wow. yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the heads up. Glad I didn't say anything terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. So I think that went well. Yeah, that was interesting. Maybe we should do that more. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that the audio went through the... The microphones. That's what I was thinking, because, like, on my phone, it says Bluetooth. So the audio and, well, the microphone, the input and the output are both going through the Bluetooth, which would be the mixer. So... That's cool. All right. It's been a good one. Ah, okay. (laughs) Let's do it again. What are you doing? Stop it. been a good one. I already said it. I said it again.